0: i
1: Wildcats and Peppers
2: Head backstage! Hey, can I have a kazoo? No, it's okay. they didn't give me one backstage, I don't know why. I really wanted one, and I am very impressed with their kazoo playing. See, they're still even playing them. Um, I, if if anybody that knows me, I would like a kazoo for Christmas, that would be great. Uh, hey, my is Bill, I want to welcome you out. We're so glad you're here today for our Kaleo Kids performance in December 2017. We have a great morning for you. Uh, this is a partnership between Kensington, Birmingham, and ITA and Pontiac. And we have our kids, and we have kids from the school that are here today uh, to talk about and to talk about the real meaning of Christmas. So you came on the right day. Uh, Something I'm joyful for, I don't know about you, is being back at Groves High School. Anybody in the room excited about that? I love the lobby. I love the walk from the car to the lobby. Uh, I love everything about this building and it feels really great to be home. And so uh, if you were here last weekend, you knew we had our 10th anniversary celebration and you can check that out online. We had a great time last week and we're going to continue that this week. Uh, I just have a few things. If you're new today, I just want you to know we're so glad you're here. We'd love to give you a gift. We have our starting point table out there. They're the really friendly people with orange t-shirts, maybe a Santa hat or two, but they're excited about that. Uh, if you're new, we'd love to get to know you talked to you a little bit about who Kensington is. Uh, one of the things we really love here is just the ability to welcome you in and really just allow people to ask questions. One of our, our really great programs is called Alpha, and it's an experience. It's a weeknight experience, a uh, 10-week small group, where you get to ask some great questions about faith. And just to give you a little bit more information and a little picture of what that looks like, uh, we have a short video for you to watch this morning.
3: Life is busy. Every day we ask questions like, what's happening today? What should I wear? How am I gonna fit everything in? But then there are bigger questions like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Where am I heading? Is there more to life than this? These are some of life's big questions, but there's rarely enough time to think them through. That's why Alpha exists. Alpha is a place to explore life's big questions in a safe and open environment. It's a series of sessions where anyone can share their thoughts and opinions and ask questions without feeling judged. When you come to an Alpha, you'll notice that first, there's food. Whether it's a full meal or a light snack, this is the time to get to know each other in a casual setting. Next, you'll watch an Alpha talk. The talks are created to engage and spark conversation. They explore big issues around faith from a Christian perspective. After the talk is a time for discussion. This is the most essential part of any alpha. It allows everyone to share their own opinions on the ideas presented in the talks. It's a time for people with different thoughts, beliefs, and experiences to ask honest questions and have open conversation. week, there are guests coming for the first time to an Alpha in their community. Alpha is for everyone, regardless of background or beliefs. There's no pressure, no follow-up, and it's completely free to attend. Come and explore life's big questions. Find an Alpha near you today.
2: So this Alpha course meets here at Groves High School on Wednesday nights. It's going to start up in the winter, uh, in the middle of January, and we would love for you to be invested in that. Whether you're somebody out there today who's asking questions about who is God, what does the Bible say, what is faith, or whether you just want a refresher in your faith, we'd love for you to be involved in this. You can go to kensingtonchurch.org slash Alpha, or you can talk to our friendly starting point people out in the lobby. Also, this season, if you haven't noticed, starting yesterday, winter began. I know winter doesn't start until the 21st, but with the quarter inch of snow that my kids and my dog were freaking out over. Uh, It is now officially winter. And for me, that means one thing, 14 shopping days until Christmas. Don't go on Amazon Prime right now on your phone, wait till after. But for many of us, when we think about Christmas, we think about family, we think about shopping, uh, and we think about church. And in our culture this time of year, the ability to invite somebody or to bring them with you to a Christmas service is easy. And so here at Kensington, we have 51 Christmas services across all of our campuses. And we would love For you to be involved at our services here at Birmingham. Uh, On Christmas Eve, it's a Sunday, we have five services at 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. uh, And we have tickets available for that. To give you a little picture of what our Christmas services are going to look like, uh, you can have a look at this.
4: He said it's in the town of David. It shouldn't be much further. We need to keep following the star. It appears to have stopped over in that direction. Come this way,
5: it'd be very quiet. Mary's very tired.
3: I hope you're hungry. The chili's been cooking all day.
6: Did you bring the spices? I bring red pepper flakes. Cayenne pepper. And cumin. We come bearing the gift of unleavened cornbread.
4: Yes.
6: Yes. So, so did you put
0: beans on it this time? I did. Okay.
4: Does it. Well, it Oh, well. we're gonna have to. <laughs> we'll send it you out. 10, out miles. <laughs> mm-hmm. You
2: can.
7: You can. Anybody have a oh, I gave.
8: She
2: does you
7: miracle work okay? with
2: camels. Oh, Christmas is going to be fun. Uh, so December 24th, Christmas Eve, we're going to be talking about the idea of what if December 25th was just another day. We're going to be talking about the impact of Jesus in our lives, how he changes our lives. And it's just a great opportunity for you to invite and bring somebody with you to one of our five services here, or one of our 50 services at any of our campuses. Like I said earlier, it's, it's such an easy thing to invite somebody to a Christmas service or to bring them out to dinner with you or for dessert after. Uh, we would love to see this room full on Christmas Eve, uh, all five services Of people that are maybe wondering about Jesus, who've experienced Jesus before but are looking for a church home in you. So make sure you get your tickets online and make sure you come out to Christmas Eve here at Kensington, Birmingham. Like I said earlier, uh, today is our Kaleo Kids performance. We're really excited about them talking about joy. Honestly, if you can sit through this and you can't walk out of here with joy today of our our singing kids and the performance they have, uh, well, we need a little bit more Christmas spirit. But this is going to be a really fun morning. What I want to do right now for you is I just want you to go ahead and stand up. We're going to take a minute and I'm going to have you do two things. Number one, scrunch in a little to the middle. We still got a crowd coming in for our performance today. And number two, why don't you learn a few names of people in your section and say hello to somebody. So go ahead and stand up with me. Say hi to a friend around you and move in towards the middle.
0: I want a hippopotamus for Christmas hippopotamus will do Don't want a dog, no dinky tinker toy. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas I don't think Santa Claus will mind you He won't have to use a dirty chimney flue. Just bring him through the front door, that's the easy thing to do. I can see me
7: Dear Santa, I can't decide what I want for Christmas this year. I know, I still have a few weeks, but I want to tell you early so you can get the best deal. Mom says coupons are limited this year. I don't know what that means, but it seems important. Anyways, hope you can help. Thanks, Santa. Love, Ella. look better on the other side. Oh, whoa, uh, what? Yeah, the letter looked better on the other side. Right, so, we need to pick you your perfect present. Uh, how? Kid, he's Santa. I mean, this is the least fantastic of his talents. He knows when you're naughty, he knows when you're nice. He definitely knows when you write him a letter. Uh, right, well, I guess that makes sense. Right, so, a present. I have just a couple questions to get started. First, in three words or less, tell me your current life goal. Uh... Second, what would you say is the most important quality in a friend? Uh, I, uh... Third, how would you describe snow to an alien? Listen, bud, it's Buddy. Really? Yeah, Buddy the L. Why? Right. Well, can you suggest a couple of good toys or something? A couple toys. A couple toys. Kid, I am seven hundred and thirty-six years old. I've been lead elf of the emergency suggestions department for four hundred and twenty-eight of those. Do you know how many good toys I've worked on over the years? Uh, more than that. Come on, elf. Let's show this kid a thing or two. You look cool. You had one of these radio fly wagon, and chrome and red, pulling down the avenue, knocking girlie's dead. But how could I even compare to that itty bitty freak that walks downstairs? Other other toys just look
8: dinky when everyone wants a A sneaky.
5: Credibility of the utmost complexity The to... Successfully establishes identity as a toy when the tendency to lower
7: Light them up, light them up. So we playin' every day after school. Making pictures
1: out of life so cool. Just a handful of pets. <inaudible> like not only multi-color schemes. Throw away the stuff and put up I'm out Space on a 3D mind. Never call the because this little lot of mine. Yo, I'm going to let it down. Because it's is fantasy. We are reality. Me, I, Korea, hey. I finally got a chance to see the images inside of me. The pattern that me free is a possibility. I gotta be honest, I had to Google a lot of the things that we just sang about. Me too, Simon, my buddy, Lightbright. After seeing all the things you guys used to love, I just gotta say, you guys are weird. I mean, Teddy Ruxpin? That thing is creepy. But it is selling for $100 on eBay, so I hope you saved yours. But come on, that toy is lame. No offense. Yeah, but it's not like our kids will be saying the same thing about us someday. I mean, fidget spinners. But you know that feeling when you get exactly what you wanted on Christmas morning? I'll never forget that moment I saw Samantha, the American gold. doll. I jumped for joy, you guys. I mean, literally, jumped. That was the Christmas I was six, and I think that was the happiest ever I ever felt. Oh, but the next year when I was seven, I got my very first brand new not a hand-me-down bike. It was a bright yellow two-wheeler with a belt and no training wheels. I rode it all summer. One year, I got a guitar. And another year, this enormous Lego set. And oh, last Christmas, I got a puppy. A real live puppy. These toys make us so happy, don't they? Until they don't. Here's the thing we all know about Christmas presents, even a kid like me. They're wonderful for a while, but they break, we get bored, we lose them, or we get something new and move on. Something else makes us happy, and then something else, and then something else, and we just keep looking for something to give us that feeling. What we're really hoping for is something that lasts a little longer than happiness from a toy, or even a dog, and I love my dog even though he chewed up half of my lego set that yellow bike we gave it to my cousin i don't know if she already enrolled it and samantha i begged for years but now guess where she is she's high on the shelf in my closet these presents do bring us happiness but it doesn't last very long what we're really hoping for is joy and there's only one place to find that and it's not in anything we wrap up for christmas
6: It's incredible, isn't it? The talent that we see up here. Thank you, Molly and London. Thank you to all of our Kaleo kids, teachers and leaders and, and Molly. Uh, just incredible work you guys have done. It's, it's so exciting to see that. In fact, that, that little monologue here or dialogue, I should say, at the end was a great picture. Uh, London attends Pontiac ITA, and Molly is from our Birmingham campus. And it's those two groups coming together to put on this incredible performance. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. And Kaleo Kids is such an awesome opportunity for Kensington Church to be a part and to partner with our partner school, ITA and Pontiac. And we're able to go there and we're able to build community among the students as they learn more arts and more dance and more singing and more drama. It's an incredible program and we're so grateful to be a part of it today. Uh, as I think about what they were challenging us with there at the end and where we're going to go for the rest of the day, it's amazing to think about the difference between happiness And joy, and that happiness is fleeting and joy is lasting. Now, there's nothing wrong with with a moment that makes you happy. That's great. But if you've lived life a little bit, you realize how short those moments can really be. And that joy is deeper and longer lasting. Uh, This has been a pretty joyful week for my family. Uh, In fact, I'll tell you a little story. In the year 2000... Uh, I was leading a youth group at a church in Pennsylvania, and we were on stage doing like a student service, kind of like this, except with high schoolers. And so I came up to say something, and I was reflecting on the last year, and I said, the year 2000 was an amazing year, and I talked about the year with the students and all that got it done. I said, and not to mention, the New York Yankees won the World Series this year. I'm a diehard, lifelong New York Yankees fan, which made you all like me less, I think. Um, and uh, and so everyone's kind of, A few people cheered, mostly booed. Uh, And then I went, oh, and I got married this year also. So I kind of forgot that little detail, and my wife has really never let me forget that story, that I was more seemingly, seemingly more excited about a World Series title than my up jewels, but uh, it's not true. But I do stand here today uh, especially joyful for any of you who are sports fans. My same team, the New York Yankees, made a very big acquisition yesterday. They got Giancarlo Stanton from uh, the Marlins, so <laughs> the evil empire's back. Uh, and Tigers, you know what? We'll just see what happens this year. It'll be interesting. Um, but anyway, so that was a great day. But an even bigger note this week. Even though that was fun, and I was on Twitter all day yesterday following these, this news, this week our sweet little baby girl, Harley May, became Harley May Johnson as her, her adoption was finalized as a picture of her, and uh, that, is, that is pure joy on a face, and yes, I am wearing the same shirt, which is awkward for all of us. Um, But we did take those pictures this morning, so we just kind of worked it all out. uh, uh, And then the next picture shows that we are now Johnson family of five. So that's our little crew. Uh, That's my family, three little girls. And, oh, there you are. You're in the front row. Harley, you're here. That meant something probably didn't go good in children's stuff for you. Okay, you're here. Good to see you, baby. And Lily London, too. Um, So what's amazing, though, is, is that that, to me, is joy, but what goes behind that picture of our three adopted children that are sisters, by the way, what goes behind that picture were many years of pain, many years of, of wanting to have children, but it not happening the way that we thought it would. And so there was a lot of hard times in that journey, but we look at, I look at that picture now and I just see joy, incredible, deep, long lasting joy. That is not temporal. That is not just based on a feeling. It is a commitment to raise these beautiful girls with all of our hearts and to love them forever. And so we're super grateful today. And so I love that today is all about joy. Because at this time of year, uh, it used to be, before we had kids, Christmas used to be Angela and I, and then before that, me talking about what I wanted for Christmas, what I was hoping to get for Christmas, what I was hoping to receive so I would build wish lists. And, and I remember one year, I really wanted a Nintendo Game Boy, which dates me. Like, we're talking 1989, 1990-ish. And so I would sneak behind my mom as she was watching a movie, and I would just subliminally whisper, Game Boy, in her ear over and over. Try, girls, don't try that this year. I know you want the Barbie Dream Camper or something. Um, but I would just whisper and whisper and whisper. It was all about what I wanted. And then, when God gave us children, it's amazing how it just flips. And now it's like we, we say, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like we're so excited to give gifts to our girls, to see their faces light up. The joy we get in giving is so much bigger than the happiness I used to get from receiving. And so at this time of year, giving is just something that we're doing. We're doing it all the time with friends, neighbors. Someone gave me a bag of coffee this morning and a nice gift bag, which was very nice. And I'm not laying any hints on any of the rest of you. Um, but it was really great, and, they were, and I was super glad to get it. So giving's on our mind, and one of the things that that I want to challenge all of us to think about is how do we give to things that matter? How do we give to things that are making a real difference in this world? And and last week we handed out our year-end Christmas gift booklets, and and this is really something from Kensington Church to really walk you through where your gifts are going and what's happening around the world. In fact, inside the front cover it says, when you give a year-end Christmas gift to Kensington Church... You're making a major impact in the lives of thousands from neighbors down the street to our friends around the world. Here's how and where your year-end Christmas gift will make an impact. And it proceeds to walk through all the different areas that that Kensington is involved in ministry from Kaleo Kids to our partners in India where I just was a few weeks ago. Uh, From our church planting efforts in Brazil uh, to our student ministries. And so there's things going on all around the world and the challenge that I have for you and for me is to pray about uh, making a year-end gift above and beyond what you normally give. And Angela and I were talking even last night about what we're going to do this year above and beyond. And it was amazing to think. Uh, in fact, at the end of the booklet here, it breaks it down to like different levels, doing different things. And the one that jumped out to us was your gift of $1,800 provides 200 Bibles to believers in Afghanistan who share the gospel with those willing to hear it. And I was just told that 500 people, or, or, or I should say many people are being baptized in Afghanistan every week and every month under heavy persecution. And a Bible is such a precious thing to them. And to think that my family can be a part of getting Bibles into a persecuted country without just even giving back to what God's given us is inspiring to us. And so just as we, as we head into the rest of our service, just want you to be thinking and praying about that today and over the next few weeks is, uh, as Steve Andrews sat on our stage last week, our founding pastor, and he said, this is worth our lives. And I agree. This is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing and giving to things that are making a difference around the globe. And so that's our challenge. And that's really our invitation today and Kaleo Kids is one of those things that we that you guys have given towards and we're seeing amazing things. One story that was so impactful to me personally and I think it will be to you as well is a story about two girls, Lily and Kamaya that are part of our Clinton Township Kaleo Kids. Dave Wilson, our our Orion lead pastor is going to interview them and you're going to be blown away by the power of this story.
2: So do you realize that when you make a year-end Christmas gift to Kensington, you're investing in bringing joy to the world, specifically to kids? Thousands of kids spread out all over this region and far beyond. And over the last 13 years, Kaleo Kids has been reaching kids as well as anybody, teaching kids how to meet Jesus Christ through the arts, through singing and dancing and prayer. And today, I want you to meet two of our newest friends, Kamaya and Lily. And as you watch their story of joy, remember this, your giving is what made this possible. You're part of this story of what Jesus Christ is doing through Kaleo Kids.
9: I like her personality. I like the way that she makes me laugh. I like her laugh, her crazy little silent laugh.
10: We could just look at each other and and in our head we're thinking something and we'll just just laugh. Lily is a joy seeker. She just goes around spreading joy and she just, Lily could come around and the whole room would just get brighter.
9: It's like a sister thing, like I consider her my sister. I consider her a part of my family. Lily has joy, she knows God.
10: So she just, it doesn't take anything for her to make, to give people joy or for her to have joy.
4: How did you two meet?
9: So we were both in third grade. Yep. It was our first
10: um, year at Kaleo.
9: We went into a large group and we sat next to each other. One of our leaders asked us what we found like joy about. So I said that I found joy in breakfast foods.
4: Breakfast and, foods? Yeah, like, like what? Like Captain Crunch? Like bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs?
9: <laughs> and that's how we got our nicknames. <laughs>
4: You have a nickname? What is yes, it? Yes,
9: I'm bacon. I'm eggs.
4: So you, you two became really, really good friends. How?
9: Over, we would rehearse our lines together. We would talk a lot. And then things really started to kick up when we got each other's phone numbers. The <laughs> most weirdest nights, the most weird phone calls. We would talk about what we like on our pizzas. Really? And I'm mad at her because she likes pineapple. And I'm mad at her because she like mustard on her subs.
4: So tell me what a Kaleo night looks like.
10: So a Kaleo night, we walk in, and Ms. meals they're all happy and bubbly. She's just like, Lily, Kamaya! And then... Um,
4: I got to see that again. How does she do it?
10: She's like, Lily, Kamaya!
8: <laughs>
10: there's music, and there's dance, and there's drama, so it's a wide variety of performing arts. So there's
9: some kids who come from the school school to Kaleo and then there's some kids who come from like my church Kensington I went to the school so I'm happy that now everybody
10: has a school partner so people from different schools can meet different kids that's how me and Lily met
4: now what do you what do you guys like about Kaleo
10: Kaleo started it all for me like everything that I know of like meeting Lily and finding that I'm very good at acting and stuff like that.
4: Had you ever done anything like that before? No? no? And you've been in it three years? Yes. And now you're like leaders who train the other kids. Yes. I know that you've both gone through great fun exciting things with kaleo and at the same time you've had hard things happen in your life talk about that
9: so which one was it a fourth was, grade play when i was the lead and she was the bird
10: when i was the bird the day of the play my mom passed so i still came to the play and i, I was really like like
9: sensitive yeah
10: sensitive. <laughs> And Lily, she was the only person, like, her and Miss Danielle that would, like, try to cheer me up because, like, between each performance, I was just, like, a wreck.
4: Did you think about not even performing that day or?
10: It never came to my mind to miss the performance. Like, Why is that? I, because I didn't want to let anybody down. I know my mom would have wanted me to perform and make her proud.
4: How did you get through it?
10: Lily. What are you doing here in the middle of the night? Shouldn't you be in bed? Well, I was
9: asleep, as you should be at this hour. Well, I was. And so- I thought that, like, this is very unfortunate for her, and I just want to make her feel like she's part of my family and that, like, she can come to me for anything.
4: You've had some hard stuff, too. What, do you, what do you, kind of hard things you go through?
9: December twenty second, 2014, I was sent to the hospital because i was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and that was really hard for me because at that time like i had just moved and the only person i would talk to was like kamaya and my sister about these type of things
4: how does kamaya help with that because you've had to help her how does she help you
9: between my performances i would have to check my blood sugar to make sure I wasn't dropping or going too high or anything and either before I or after I would do it come I'd be like did you do it yet are you hungry do you need water and I'll really? be like I'm a little thirsty so she would be like wait I'll be right back I'll be right back and then she'll run go get her water and she'll come back
4: so you two have this contagious laughter and joy and you both have really hard struggles. So tell me, why are you happy? Where does this joy come from?
10: Well, to me, joy comes from God because God sent Lily to me, God sent my family to me, God
9: gave he, us Kaleo. Yeah,
10: he gave us Kaleo. He's just, you know, a big piece, a, a puzzle piece in my heart. So, yeah.
4: So tell me what you're learning right now in Kaleo Kids.
9: Joy. The meaning of joy. Really? The difference between, between a, a joy seeker, seeker and, and a happiness, happiness
4: hunter. Oh, tell me that. That sounds interesting. So, so
10: <laughs> happiness is a feeling and joy is a choice. Having God's love is gives you joy. God speaks to different people in different ways. And it comes in different shapes and forms. So Lily provides God's love for me
9: and that gives me joy. And Kaleo, when we're all together, I feel like we're all bonding through God because we all know Him and we all love Him.
4: Where do you go to find joy? Where do you seek it?
9: In God. Prayer. I pray that some days I'll have a better day than the past one because mm-hmm. sometimes days can be hard.
10: I always pray about my current situation or something that's happened in the past that I want to be better. Like, I want to change that, so I go to God and ask for help.
4: Now, where do you think you two would be if there was never a Kaleo Kids in your
10: we, in we, your life? There would be no bacon and eggs. So how do you eat breakfast without bacon and eggs? That's
4: a really good answer. <laughs> I mean, you two might not have ever met.
10: I couldn't imagine. I don't know where would I, I, I don't know
9: how would have got, I don't even know. I feel like I would be a more sad person if I didn't. Yeah, everything would just be, like,
0: blue. How is
4: it that these two girls have discovered one of life's best-kept secrets? That true joy, true fulfillment doesn't come from our circumstances, but it comes from Christ alone. Jesus said that it was for the joy set before Him that He endured the cross. Showing us that even we, like Kamaya and Lily, can taste joy in the midst of the darkest of times. What if this Christmas we don't just shoot for being happy, but we aim for being joy-filled? And recognize that through His birth, His resurrection, and His promise of never leaving or forsaking us, we can actually live lives that overflow with joy. What if joy is nothing more than the overflow of understanding the depth of Christ's love for us.
6: Boy, that took a left turn, didn't it? We're watching that, thinking how cute these girls are, how sweet this friendship is, and then all of a sudden you find out that there's something very deep going on, that those two girls have gone through so much at this stage of their lives. They've faced physical suffering. They've faced the loss of family. That does something to you, doesn't it? And yet, because they had relationship with Jesus, because they had a friendship with each other, because they're a part of Kaleo, beautifully enough, they found the strength to push through. I lost my mom 11 years ago. And I can tell you, I didn't preach that day. Like I disappeared from work for a while. Like I needed to shut things down for a bit. And that girl going up there and performing because she didn't want to let anyone else down. And then we saw the footage. How unbelievable is that? Because she believed her mom would have wanted to see that. It's amazing that sometimes we see the start of a video and we're thinking, oh, this is going to be encouraging, this is going to be lighthearted, this is going to be great. And then we end up being so impacted by the most unlikely messengers. It's amazing how God does that, isn't it? From the mouth of babes, from the mouth of children comes some of the deepest wisdom that we try to apply to our lives. As I think about that idea of joy, as I think about that idea, recently I was sitting with a friend uh, from, from our campus here at Commonwealth coffee for breakfast. And he's just gone through a very, very heartbreaking season. in one of his relationships just recently divorced and was just sharing with me what he's going through in his life. And I said, so, so what are you doing now? Like it's final and like, you're still hurting. What, what are you doing? And he said to me, he said, Cliff, I'm actually on a quest for true joy. That's my life. That's my quest. I'm trying to find what's going to bring me true joy. And he goes, Jesus brings me joy. But he's like, even in relationships, even in experiences, I just want to find things that are bringing me joy. Not momentary happiness, not a quick fix, but something deep and lasting. This guy's in his early thirties. I'm like, man, there's a lot of wisdom in that quest. Let me know how it turns out. But that quest and that search for joy has actually led him to make decisions that were different. He had, he had some opportunities to do some things they probably, that he knew he probably shouldn't do, but culturally and socially and just from his friends, they'd be like, dude, you should have just gone for it. And he said, but you know what stopped me from doing that thing was that idea that this is not going to bring me true joy. It's going to bring me guilt. It's going to bring me shame. It's going to bring me regret after, maybe a little bit of happiness in the moment, but he said, it's not going to bring me true joy. So I walked away. It's amazing how the quest for joy can actually help us make better decisions with our lives. It's just unbelievable to think that way. I love his maturity and sharing that. But as I think about those those girls, I think about Lily, and I think about Kamaya and their journey as Dave was talking to them. It's amazing how often our true joy comes on the other side of pain. And the Bible talks about that quite a bit. You know, as Dave quoted there in Hebrews twelve two, it says, and, and we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorned its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. It says, for the joy set before him, he was able to suffer and go through unimaginable and unspeakable things because there was joy on the other side of it. And because of that message, because of that good news that Jesus went through all of that, now we can have true joy in our lives. Because joy is is much more than a feeling. Joy is a person. Joy has a name, and his name is Jesus. And I think we heard that in that message loud and clear. And I'm telling you, their stories and their perspectives struck me so unexpectedly That reminded me that God loves to use unexpected messengers to deliver very powerful messages. And I think there's a great example in the Bible. In Luke chapter 2. Where here's the greatest moment. Jesus Christ is coming to earth. It's what we celebrate at Christmas. That Jesus is going to come and be born. And and many of you know the story. There was nowhere in Bethlehem for Mary and Joseph to stay. And she's about to give birth. So things were a little frantic and urgent. And they find somewhere where they're able to go into a stable. Which is more like a cave where animals were. And Mary gives birth to Jesus. This moment had been awaited. By the Jewish people, by the nation of Israel for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, waiting for the Messiah to be born. This is the greatest news that could possibly be known. And so you would think that when this happened, that God would want to spread the news through the best possible messengers, You would want to send this news through the pastors and priests and scribes and Pharisees and temple rulers and high priests and devout Jewish people. Everyone that has given their lives to God would be the ones that you entrust this message to. And yet, who did God choose to tell first? There were some shepherds in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now this is the part of the story that for me and many of us this was our role in the drama in the Christmas play. If you grew up in church or anything else, I've got the I've got the shepherd stand pretty good with the staff and the robe and the thing on my head and that was it. And I found out later they gave me that role because that was a perfect role for me. It was non-speaking, you know I can't mess anything up. Although one year I was an angel and they tied the they tied the rib or the uh, belt too tight and I was like three and a half. And I was like ready to fall over. They said everyone was like, some people get nervous because they stand like this on this stage here. But I was on the top riser and I was just like bobbing like this. My parents had it on video. And they're like, he's going to faint. So they didn't let me be the angel the next year. They put me on the ground as a shepherd. But here's the thing. Shepherds now have a great reputation. We're like, oh, shepherds. They're so great with the sheep and the staff and they're awesome in the Bible. Here's the problem. In the culture of that time, shepherds were the lowest of the low. Shepherds were despised. They were looked down upon. They had very, very bad reputations. In fact, shepherds were not even able to worship in the temple like everyone else. Even if they were of Jewish descent or, or part of the nation of Israel, and if, they, if you were a shepherd, you were not able to be a part of the religious practices of your time in the temple. You were treated like a pagan, like a Gentile. So these were the worst possible people and yet what happened the angels appeared in the sky and they said this Luke two ten. but the angel said to them being the shepherds do not be afraid I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people why Why the shepherd just from like a, from a grassroots marketing or, or, or a social media perspective, like you want influencers, you want a Kardashian with this news. You don't want someone with six Twitter followers. Five of them are fake accounts that he has his own way. I'm just saying like, this is not news that you give to the worst possible people. This is the best message ever. And the shepherds were the worst possible messengers. And so it says, this is good news It's the gospel. It's the best news ever. It's saying that God is born and he's going to live and die so that we can have relationship with God once again. It's this beautiful news. But here's what's amazing. And here's why I think the shepherds were chosen. It will cause great joy for all people. You see that? For everyone, not just for the one group of people that were waiting for their Messiah to come. Here was a hint. Here was a picture that a Norwegian guy named Cliff Johnson someday is going to be a part of God's family because Jesus came not just for one nation, but for all people. And this incredible good news that people have been waiting for for hundreds and thousands of years was handed to a group of shepherds that nobody would believe. What's amazing is the shepherds follow the star, they run straight to the manger. They worship Jesus. And then Bethlehem was a very small town. Just a few hundred people lived in it. They ran from door to door, knocking on every door, saying, boom, 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 the Messiah has been born. Come and see him. You know how many people responded and came running in their bathrobes to see the baby? Nobody moved. There's no scriptural evidence that the shepherds telling this to people moved anyone out of their beds. It would be that crazy person who lives on your street or the the weirdest people, you know, running on your door in the middle of the night telling you something bizarre. And you being like, okay, thank you. Lock the doors, kids. Close the curtains. Get in your beds. There's something weird happening. Nobody moved. And yet, this news has led to great joy. Great joy. It's caused great joy for all people. I love that truth because it is so incredible. In fact, at Kensington Church, this story is a story we live for. We want everyone to hear the good news of Jesus Christ because we believe it is the greatest news that gives the most joy, that it transforms lives. In fact, in Scripture, it says that all of heaven rejoices Great joy breaks out in heaven when just one sinner, when just one person comes home or gives their life to Jesus. It's all about joy. It's all about this incredible, deep joy that is from Jesus. I, I talked a few minutes ago before the video about, about our offering time, about praying about and considering and thinking about uh, making a year-end gift to Kensington. We're actually going to invite our ushers to come down And we're going to receive our morning offering. If you're visiting today, we are so glad that you're here. You may be here to check out friends and family. Please don't feel any obligation to give. You're our guest. Please enjoy the services. But if you're a part of Kensington Church and you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you feel moved to give in this way, please uh, feel free to give. Our ushers are going to actually come down right now as our our Kaleo kids come back out. Come on out, guys. You can can come on right out now. Beautiful. There we go. Excellent. Excellent. They're going to lead us in an incredible song, Joy to the World, a song inspired by that moment with those shepherds, the greatest story ever told, joy inexpressible and unbelievable. As you give with joy, let's listen to these incredibly talented children.
10: how God woke me up that morning and how I know I can turn things around. So I learned that uh, I had joy and joy comes from Jesus.
1: Hi, my name is Bryce and I'm six and three quarters old. I make cards for people because it makes them happy and brings me joy. My name is Adele Bush and my testimony is about how my grandpa was very sick and he had to go to the hospital. So while my family was driving up north to go visit him, I was thinking about how I could spread joy to him. I remembered that the past K-Rock, I learned the song called Unstoppable God. It's about how God is unstoppable and he can even perform miracles. And that's what my grandpa needed. So when I got to the hospital, I sang Unstoppable God to him. And today, in the audience, he's watching me. you to a new song by a former K rocker Lena Richardson. She's 11 years old and the song is called Miraculous Love.
2: Let's give them a round of applause! Great job, kiddos! My hippos made it back out. That's awesome. Hey, we're so glad that you came out today. What a great performance. What a great joyful experience this morning. If you want a little piece of that, we have uh, CDs on sale in the lobby and all the proceeds from these $5 CDs go towards our school partnership and our community involvement. This is a partnership between Kensington, Birmingham and ITA and Pontiac. And it's so wonderful to see kids from both environments performing together, singing together, uh, just having joy together. And so thanks for coming out today. If you're in, in, if you are wondering, man, I want to be in Kaleo. I want my kid involved in that. Go out to the table. There's some people out there that can get you information on the spring semester. They'd love to get you plugged in and who wouldn't want to have their kid in this production right here. And also like we talked about, listen, this is Christmas season. We have two weeks until Christmas Eve and we would love for you to pray about inviting somebody, uh, planning on being here for one of our five services, but bring somebody with you and let's spread the joy to other people this holiday season. Listen, have a great Sunday and we will see you back here next week at Grow. High school, take care.
0: A hippopotamus will do. I don't want a dog, no dinky tinker toy. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind you do won't have to use our dirty chimney flue. Just bring them through the front door,
8: that's the easiest